Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, happy Monday. We are back, we are back. This is the Real Talk with Sam series. I am your host, Samantha, and I am here because I aspire to inspire and motivate each of you to becoming the best version of you that there is and to see God's best for your life. So we are going to do something we have kind of sort of done before, but this time is going to be very very different and we literally take the real talk in the title and literally go dive deep into a topic that I have feared (laughs) to talk about for years but we're gonna go ahead and do it anyway because I really feel that this needs to be discussed once and for all it needs to be put out on the table and I am finally for the first time in, in my entire life in a position to tell this portion of my testimony. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so we're going to go ahead right on into it. I'm going to tell you guys um, what's going to take place here for the next, uh, I don't even know how many weeks. I can't even tell you right now, um, but I will tell you the topic for today. <clears throat> so... What we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks, I can definitely say it's going to be more than two episodes. I am entitling this uh, podcast series. This is going to be the second official um, episode series that we do here on the Real Talk with Sam series podcast. And this series is entitled The Purity Journey, The Unspoken Battles of Singleness. So basically what that means is for those of you in the audience who are single, you are probably very familiar with um, the unspoken battles of singleness, whatever they may be for you, whether it's struggling with loneliness, whether it's um, bouncing between multiple partners, whether it's um, whether it's porn and masturbation and all that other stuff. Um, there's a lot of unspoken battles that are not often talked about in public on either social media or just publicly, period, because it is embarrassing and Um, Well, some people interpret it as embarrassing, but what I have um, personally encountered, what I have personally struggled with has been a burden to me over these past few years. And I have been embarrassed to speak about them openly because of the position I'm in, not only in my community, but as well as the church. But what God has, what God has revealed to me on multiple different occasions because he has been pushing me to share this with um, everybody that's connected to me, including on this, on this show is the very thing that (laughs) the very thing that I'm struggling with, the very thing that he is delivering me from can deliver somebody else. The very thing that I may deem embarrassing is the very thing that somebody else needs to hear. And I've actually said this on the show before, the very thing that's embarrassing to me is something that someone else needs to hear to literally free them. And I have literally seen this in action um, in different scenarios. But this one, because it's an intimate topic, it has been very hard for me to, uh, very hard for me to share, excuse me. So this, I actually just recently started to uh, open up about. So I am very excited and for the first time in my life, like I said, I'm confident and I really cannot wait to share this with you because I really believe that it's going to really reveal some things to you 
and hopefully encourage you to open up about your pasts, open up about your struggles because people need to see that you are not a robot. You are a human being. We all have struggles and we all have things that um, we all have skeletons in our closet, uh, for lack of a better way to say it. So this episode is basically going to be me opening up and telling you what my actual struggles were and are. Uh, because let me be very honest, real talk, some of the struggles that I've dealt with over the years have dissipated for the most part, but others are still, I'm still battling them. The battle is not over for me. But the, f- the, the mere fact that I'm willing to fight, the mere fact that I'm, con- that I'm willing to continue to fight until, I see my, until God brings me out of this is a reason to testify alone. So this is going to be an introductory episode. I'm basically going to put everything out on the table. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to be giving you tips I'm going to be giving you the revelations that God has given me to you, um, to his children, to his creation, so that you have something to put in practice yourself so that you can overcome this as well. If this is something that you struggle with, if it's something that you don't struggle with and you know of someone that does struggle with it, you can of course pass this on to them or just click the share button and share this with them so they can listen for themselves and be set free themselves. So please don't be selfish with this series. This is something that has been in the works for a while and I really hope that you benefit off of it. But so that's what this is going to be. So um, for those of you who don't really know too much about me, um, I got ordained as a minister Let's see, it's 2020, June 2020. So last year, March 17th, 2019 is when I officially got ordained as a minister. The year prior, May 2018, I'm sorry, no, not May, July 2018, I preached my trial sermon because I had, um, I was in, I was actually sitting in a church service. I heard the voice of God um, so prominently, not like a lot. Now, for those of you who have, have never, um, or don't have much experience with hearing God's voice, it's not a super loud bass voice. It's not one of those. It's a very small, still voice. But when you truly, um, follow the spirit of the living God, you will learn his voice. So, but that's a, that's a topic for a a slightly different uh, episode. Anyway, so I heard the voice of God sitting in a church service. I was not barely paying attention I was just in my own head my own mind my own thoughts my feelings and I'll never forget I heard God's voice so clearly I just cried I just cried right then and there I didn't care who was watching me I just cried because at that moment I knew that God knew who I was not that I didn't know before but to hear his voice being spoken directly to me was a very touching moment for me. So I decided to use the gifts that I have to step out on faith to be, I was willing to be uncomfortable and go out and basically say whatever God has given me to say in whatever way that I had access to say it. I said, God, I'll go. And I did. July, 2018, I preached my trial sermon. Let me tell you something that was probably the scariest moment of my life. 
but I got through it. I shared what got shared with me, and that was, and it, it was history. And then the next year, I went through my course. I went through studying the word for a while, and I got my certificate of ordination as a minister. So my title is actually um, reverend um, or evangelist, but I don't use my title um, much because I don't really believe in me having to put that title there just for me to have recognition or me to have be recognized in the church because I truly believe in the scripture that said the, that says the gifts will make room for themselves. So I don't worry about that. I do use it sometimes, but not on um, not on my books or anything like that because that is already in my bio number one and number two it's because I'm not a very big like oh you have to call me Reverend oh you have to call me Evangelist. no I'm not I'm not like that at all but um, but yes so with that being said <clears throat> because I am in a leadership capacity in my community and in the church that seems to have taken on a facade to people outside to say that <clears throat> to say that um, you have to be a certain way, people expect certain qualities from you, people expect you to be perfect, have no struggles, be all the way together, and that is just not the case. When God calls us, he calls us to be ourselves. He knows full well that we are in this flesh suit, and with that comes infirmities, with that comes struggles, with that comes imperfections. And... When we decide to get saved, if that is what you desire to do, it's not one of those things where the moment you say, okay, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and you get saved, that everything goes away that night. It's a, not an overnight process. It is a continual process. You have to do this walk every single day. You have to you know, proceed. You have to progress every day day so it's really up to you it's your responsibility to to truly you know get to perfection for a lack of a better word so I said that to say the journey is full of imperfections and whatever you are used to doing as far as habits that bring about sin in your life there it's gonna be a process there are gonna be certain things that you can stop and there's certain things that are gonna take a little longer but that's what grace is for. It's grace is for you to get that straight with God. Not to say that you can just keep doing what you're doing, but it does give you that that period of time to get it right. So, with you know, I said all that to say again. People expect you to be a certain way. They expect you to have certain qualities. They expect you to be perfect, and we are not perfect. People who are pastors, people who are uh, choir leaders, people who are ministers. Uh, um, apostles, prophets, uh, teachers, blah, blah, blah. Every office and position in the church and in the body of Christ, what people fail to realize is that we are human and we, are, and we battle in this flesh suit as well. So that was the thing that I feared the most. That is why I couldn't open up about this until recently. Because I feared that the people who looked at me as a leader would have that perspective about me without taking into account that I'm a human and if they heard about this about my struggles they would automatically judge me they would automatically uh, think less of me 
and I had to come to grips. I said, you know what? Because let me let me be real, they did. <laughs> Shocker, they did. Some of them did look at me that way. But there there were also some that thanked me for sharing my testimony and thanked me for being open and transparent because some of them were struggling with the exact same thing. And when I opened up, when I was brave enough to open up and share about it, guess what? A couple of us prayed together. Now I have an accountability partner with this, blah, blah, blah. It opened up a door for people to be open and honest about what they're struggling with so that the enemy could not continue to run them rugged with the same thing for years and years and years. So there's healing in when you share what you're struggling with. So, so I, I got over that hurdle. And I began to open up and share this. I have been single, um, meaning not in a relationship with a man for about, let's see, I'm going to say about five years. Is it five years? No, I'm sorry. The fact that I have to think about this, is, it, it means it's been uh, quite a long time uh, for me. It's been, I don't know where I got five years from. It's been about three and a half, four years um, that I have not officially been in a relationship. Now, my first relationship um, was kind of a weird stage for me because I had just turned 18. I said, oh, I, can, I, I said, you know what? I'm in school. I, I can handle having a boyfriend. It, it's it's going to be all right. It was not. Let me just be honest. It was not. I did not know how to handle a relationship. I was not emotionally in a position to handle a relationship because I was still struggling with my with being able to love myself. So that was a whole thing right there. But I'm going to pause that for a second because I want to actually get to what I've been struggling with. So, <clears throat> so I have been in one relationship where it was like in person and a few very short-lived long-distance relationships so it was a whole big mess because when I was 17 18 I was introduced to pornography and at first I found it repulsive and disgusting, but then when my body was going through changes sexually, when I started to feel things, when I started to have fantasies, when I started to have dreams, um, I developed really late. Like I, some, most girls usually get this at 13, 14. I didn't get this until I was 16, 17. So I didn't start having those feelings until that age. And I was introduced to pornography. So at first, again, found it repulsive, but after a while it was appealing. And so I used to watch it and allow my body to feel what it felt. And in college, when I first started college at eight, uh, 17, I was still 17, <clears throat> um, I basically learned that there were ways to deal with your urges other than intercourse. And I didn't know that because I was kept from that. And when I was basically, not educated, but when I was told of this, I said, oh, okay. 
so then I can be single and be fine <laughs> with this knowledge and of course I went and did my quote-unquote research and next thing you know boom when I first started with porn and masturbation because those are the two main things that I struggled with I found myself like okay I can I can do this I can do that I'll be fine on my own but little did I know that I was going to struggle with an addiction that would last for some years so those are my struggles as a single woman to this day I still struggle with it however God has delivered me from doing it like multiple times a day because that's what it used to be multiple times a day I would engage in one or the other or both and I did not know what problems would arise doing these activities I did not know what mental and spiritual damage this was going to do to me because all I knew was I'm handling my urges I can go you know walk amongst men that are you know good looking and not be you know like ooh, you know <laughs> like I was I was good I was good to go but I didn't know what really I really I did not know what I was doing but glory be to God and thank God for grace because after a while I learned what actually was going on and when I learned that I actually did need deliverance including when and this was even this problem is still like present in my life as a minister as a preacher as a leader it's still present in my life but it has slowed down because I asked God to help me and that is just one area in my life where I know God is real now I know some of you are saying but sis you, you, you're not you're not all the way out the woods yet it don't matter because I'm halfway there and there was a point in time when I was in so deep that I never thought that I would make it out. I never thought that I'd be able to to not to go a day without doing it because I got so dependent on it. I got to a point where my even though I was saying to myself, "Well, well, yeah, I'm doing this. I still got my B card though. I'm still, you know, intact. Like I'm still a virgin. Like I'm still spiritually." I did not feel that way at all. I felt like I was literally opening myself that intimate space I felt like I was literally opening myself up to anybody whether I knew them or not that was the scary part and I had gotten so fallen so deep that I said there's no there, there was one part where I was like there's no way I'm gonna get out of this but like I said God is good his grace is sufficient because now it's gotten to a point where it's not even like that anymore. I don't do it multiple times a day anymore. I don't feel the need to do it as much anymore. It's now become manageable. And some and, and for me, considering where I was two, three years ago, that is a miracle. Knowing that I'm coming out of this addiction that is a miracle in itself I am in a position where I have an understanding with God about what purity actually means 
learning that purity goes far beyond just you know not having intercourse and all that other stuff so that those were my two main struggles y'all and I'm gonna just put it out there because there are a lot of people that are still hiding from this are still you know hiding this from people who can really use this testimony be like look I'm struggling with the same thing but because they're too afraid they won't do it so let me be the example and let me tell you as a single black woman this struggle is a real thing you have nothing to be ashamed of but know that there is deliverance available for you and in the next few episodes I'm going to expound upon what you can do to battle this and when all right so (sighs) this is like a really big uh moment right now I'm just kind of taking it all in and I want y'all to know that I'm sharing this with you because I love you it's not to be derogatory it's not to be like oh what in the world is she saying (laughs) like I don't even know what the heck is going on right now no it's nothing like that but I want to show you and share with you about the unspoken battles of singleness because this is a real thing when you're single for a long time this is a real struggle these are some real struggles that real people go through on a daily basis and some are still stuck where I was when I first started where I was when I was first exposed to this and like I said I want you to know if you're out there listen listen to me very carefully deliverance is available to you it is possible for you to stop and I know some of y'all like I can't even stop on my own like it's something that I can't even listen addiction is addiction doesn't matter what it is and you may think you may not see it right now you may not see how you're going to get out but if you just add that little bit of faith I'm telling you you can make it out that addiction will start to fade there are steps you can take there are things you can do and there's prayers you can pray well no let me not even say that you can pray and watch what happens I'm telling y'all right now with faith and prayer you will be surprised you will be amazed you will be shocked to your core what will happen so like I said this was just about me opening up over the next few episodes we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this on tips on what you can do to squash those struggles to squash those unspoken battles in singleness for yourself for those of you who are single whether you're single Um, never married or whether you're uh, single divorced whatever stage of singleness you are in even if you're married and you feel like you're single because your partner ain't doing what they're supposed to do there is help and I am honored that you have taken these what is it 20 20 minutes 23 minutes to listen to someone that has been in fear for a long time about this and to know that you are listening to somebody who was in your shoes who thought that I would never I would never see the light at the end of the tunnel and now I have and I am and I'm still headed towards that light at the end of the tunnel so I'm gonna I'm close off right now I hope that this was helpful I hope that this really just freed somebody I hope that this was helpful to somebody and I love y'all very very much 
<clears throat> so before I start crying, uh, this has been the Real Talk with Sam series. Share this with your mom, your cousin, your sister, your brother, anybody who you feel needs this. And we will see you on the next episode of The Purity Journey, The Unspoken Battles of Singleness. Take care and see you next time.